Sim, are you anxious right now? Why do you start a show like that? <laughs> That's the first thing you're going to ask me? Yes, you are really anxious. No, I'm not anxious, but I am excited because we have updates. We have great feedback. Oh, good. Hey, dear listeners, thanks so much for writing in to us and, and helping us learn to be somewhat qualified, although I don't think I ever will be. But we do have great feedback. We have great updates to discuss. And also, before we start... Thank you so much. I don't know if you guys have listened to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. We put it on our feed last week, the episode with Kristen Bell. It's been crushing download-wise. And there's a link to subscribe to his show. He has Justin Hartley from This Is Us on on a current episode right now. Yeah. And I think uh, he has Dax coming up. He has Rob McElhaney from It's Always Sunny coming up. And he also has Jennifer Love Hewitt. I mean, it's a great show. Please support Michael. Michael's amazing. Thank you, dear listeners. So feedback, we're getting a lot of feedback. In fact, I love when new listeners discover the old shows because we get some feedback on the old shows as well, which we don't really read all the time because we want to be more current. But I do want you to read this quick note that we got from a male listener in South Africa. Anna, just, this is more for me. And listeners, please don't fast forward. This is only going to take a second. Wait, I have to read it? I yeah, haven't read I want it you, yet. I want you, I want uh, it's a cold read? This is just for me. Yes, it's a cold read. Okay, subject uh, is a compliment for Sim on peeing strategy. <laughs> just wanted to say thanks to Sim for talking about how he counts in threes when he's at a urinal so he can pee. I've always had the same issue but didn't find anything that worked as well as this. It totally works. <laughs> um, I'm on the eight times tables and I go forwards and backwards through them and whoosh, suddenly I can pee. You're a lifesaver and I fucking love the podcast. I listen to you guys every day. I try to drag it out because I never wanted to end. Love you guys. Uh, hello from South Africa. James. James, thank you. James, I'm so proud of you. I know you're 44, but you are like a son to me. And I can't, <laughs> I, I swear to God, I, must, I, I thought that when I said this on the air, you made fun of me. And on the no, Ed Helms episode, I didn't, it did works. I? Well, you know what I do? I, if I'm at home, I can't pee. I sometimes will try to trickle the, the water in the sink a little bit. I know I'm not supposed to waste water, <laughs> but I save water I by app. not taking showers. So <laughs> That's a good trick, too. <laughs> so do you remember the caller, Erin? She's in Pennsylvania. She was talking about the guy that she met on Bumble. They immediately hit it off. They started Snapchatting frequently. Six weeks in, he told her that he loved her, and she didn't reciprocate because they'd never met in person. They repeatedly discussed meeting, and Aaron was really open to that, but plans never materialized. And then a few weeks ago, she told them that she liked him, and his unwillingness to meet in person must mean that he doesn't reciprocate her level of interest. Anyways, he ended up blocking her on social media, and um, you remember this, right? But she still has his number, and she wanted to know how to proceed, whether or not she should say something like, hey, that's pretty fucked up. Becca, you and I, we all agree that the guy is immature and that Aaron should not put any more effort into it. And you even suggested that he might have a, a secret, like maybe a girlfriend, and he didn't want to tell. So April wrote in, hi, I've been there. A guy I met online, we chatted on the dating app for a bit and then went to coffee and hit it off. After that, we had plans to meet again, but he never followed through. Three times he flaked and would say, oops, I forgot, or I can't tonight, change it to another day. And then he couldn't on that day. I would be understanding about it, but then he just up and ghosted me, stopped texting me or responding. I was livid. I had the same urge you did to stand up for myself and tell this guy that you can't treat girls this way. You can't flake out on dates and then fall off the earth without an explanation, especially after we had met in real life and hit it off and talked about people who ghosted instead of being real. I didn't send him anything, even though I'll admit I typed it out once or twice because there are some guys who don't deserve to know that we even cared that they acted like giant douchebags. In not responding, sure. 
I don't get the satisfaction of cussing this guy out and telling him the difference between right and wrong, but I do get to be confident in myself, knowing I don't need to do that to know that I deserve someone better. Fuck him. Also, side note, I grew up in a dysfunctional family, and I'm totally the friend who doesn't say I love you back on the phone. I'm like, okay, see you tomorrow. This is for you, Anna. <laughs> because I just wasn't around it growing up. Just my two cents on that. Maybe I need some counseling, LOL. <laughs> Thank you for writing it. But I think that... that it, she brings up a great point in that, um, like, what's the level of satisfaction going to be? And sometimes you, you just aren't going to get it. Absolutely right. Here's another take. I'm going to read this right oh, now. Okay. This is from Lindsay. Lindsay wrote, I'm listening to episode 124 with Becca Kufrin. I agree with Becca's advice, which was not to say anything for him. I'm for all women, such as myself, being strong and standing up for themselves. But at this point, I feel like there is not much of a point to it. My gut reaction is that this guy might be catfishing her. If you watch the MTV show Catfish, that is always the case when two people are talking, but one of the people keeps making excuses for meeting up. This might not be the case, but it was my first reaction. Either way, I hope Aaron finds someone who will treat her right and want to shower her with affection over the phone and in person. Thank you for everything you do with the show. Please keep up all the good work. This is from Lindsay. And she wasn't the only person that brought up catfishing. A few other people yeah. did as well. But here's the really, really wild part. So last night I get a tweet, and a tweet is from Olivia who works at Bumble. She works in user support at Bumble, and she wrote, unqualified, hi, Anna Ferris and at Simsarna. I'm a user support specialist at Bumble. I'm listening to this week's episode with Becca and would love to get in touch with Aaron about the guy, possibly a catfish she met on Bumble. Aaron can reach my team at Bumble. And then Bumble wow. retweeted that or responded to that Whoa. saying, saying Bumble itself, the official Bumble page or whatever, Thanks. wrote, we have a zero tolerance policy for fake profiles and catfishes on Bumble. We would love to help. Well, thank insane? you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes some of those mysteries won't ever be solved, but it is sort of fun to try to, well, fun for me. I don't know. Well, listen, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Do you remember the other call? The other call was with Megan. <laughs> Megan didn't know how to ask out the guy, her crush at the gym because yes. of his Disney arms. And then she looked him up and she thought maybe he might be married and that whole thing. Right. And then Becca, you and I, we just agreed that, yeah, you should just ask him out, be casual about it, that you mentioned something like that. Well... Oh, what happened? Got an update. <gasps> Remember we, we told her you should ask him out? And yeah, what happens. yeah. So she writes, Hey, Sim, he actually asked me out before <gasps> I had a chance to ask him. He asked if I would want to grab coffee or a drink sometime. It was very noncommittal, but we exchanged numbers. We texted a bit, but his text responses were really sporadic. My gut is telling me that he's married or is very, very recently separated. I'm going to play it by ear, continue to express interest, and wait for him to set up a date. I'll let you know when I get more info. Hope you had a nice long weekend, and thank you guys for having me on the show. It was such a pleasure to talk to you guys. Oh, awesome. Wait, wait, wait. Then she writes me again. Oh. Hey, Sim. Turns out he is married. Ugh. He still hasn't told me, but there was a picture posted on Memorial Day with his wife and kid where he is wearing a ring. Not sure how I'm going to approach the situation now. Definitely not interested in dating him, but I'm debating whether to bring it up or not. So disappointing. I'm going to see him later today at the gym, so I'm interested to see what happens. Happy Wednesday. What do you think, Sam? Wait, Anna. Oh my God, there's more? Here's the final update. I just spoke to him at the gym. He came up to me and asked me out for a drink this weekend, to which I responded, will your wife be joining us? Which made him incredibly uncomfortable. He apologized, admitted to being married, and walked away. Definitely glad I found out before going on a date with him. 
Thank you for the advice. Damn. That's amazing. We don't listen to our gut enough. I mean, I think, you know, that's clearly, it's all it's like, gut. It's all gut. It's also, your gut's always right. Because we, we don't want to believe what we kind of know is is true. Totally. Um yeah. Oh, well, I'm sorry, but I'm I'm really glad that, you know, there was heartache potentially prevented. Um Yeah, you know. well, she knows for yeah. sure. Yeah. I wonder if the gym encounters now are gonna be awkward. I mean, do 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 you think it's weird if guys don't wear a ring, like even at the gym? I don't know. I don't like, I don't love wearing my ring when I, know. I do physical stuff. I know. That, that's the, that was what I was wondering about. Yeah. But I also know that the gym is sort of a notorious place for, you know, for flirting, of course. Yeah. So Especially I, Equinox in West Hollywood. Right. So, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that things were averted. Me too. Okay, let's get to the show. And now, here's Moshe Kasher and Natasha Legero. How long have you been doing this? 18 years. Wow, so long yeah, before yeah. the genre. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Sim and I have been, yeah, we've been speaking into microphones. Well, you know what? I, we were speaking of genre. All the great broadcasters are all like doing podcasts now. People like Bill O'Reilly, some of the real greats, you know what I mean? Tom Likas. Remember Tom Likas? Tom Likas, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, say what you will about Tom Likas, he knew how to fill time. Absolutely. He definitely, Is that true? Well, yeah, else. he definitely like knew what he was doing. What he was doing was disgusting but <laughs> do you know who tom Likas is yeah oh, okay because like but did you guys just you didn't have a encounter with no but she don't you do a bit about tom Likas? oh i just used to talk about his rules of dating like he would what, what? Oh, I don't like know. one of them he told men to go around with tabasco sauce and once they have sex with a woman <laughs> um make sure to leave it in the condom so if they try to stick it back in themselves to inseminate themselves you know, and have we, their child you know how women do <laughs> You know the common move, <laughs> the, the always happening move. I'm having a flashback <laughs> of a very hot condom. No, uh, in I th- in uh, okay, it must have been I don't know 1998. I was in college in my dorm room, and I called into the Tom Likas show Hilarious. because something that he was saying was making me infuriated, and I thought, well, now's my chance. But I, I didn't get through. Let me guess Fuck. how this story ends. You got through to him. He was like, you know what? You're right. I should rethink my position on women. And then he was like, where are you? And I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm in Seattle. He's <laughs> like, I'll bring the Tabasco. And he was like, but you look like a 16-year-old who wears headgear. And I was like, Yes. Yeah, anyway, God, fuck. Sorry, so guys. So can I tell you what I was going to tell you? Yes, yeah, sorry. So Moshe, you asked if he could lie to me. Yeah. And he had been asking me for about a month and a half if he could climb the roof and put a flag on top oh, of our roof. Oh, this is a bad story. <laughs> One that I wish you weren't telling right now. And I right was now. like, no, you can't put a flag on the roof. Wait, wait, wait. What, what kind of flag were you pitching? It's, it's a Nazi flag. And let me just explain. <laughs> no, it's we have a, a blue and white house, and it's very nautical looking. And so I had this idea, and we also named our house after the woman who built it. Her name was Mildred, and so we call it Shea Mildred. We've decided that every house should have a name. I love that. Yeah, we right? need to the, name this house. You need to name your house. I That's know. Right. How about yeah. Pauline? The old, like an. <laughs> <laughs> that really stopped you in your tracks. <laughs> she should have the like... name of a glamorous lady. 
Because this this air, you know, is po- listen. I'm definitely taking that into consideration. <laughs> the old house was Casa Vega, but I'm with you with the naming of houses. Yeah. Okay, so wait. So you want to put a Nazi very flag? Very no, not material. a Nazi flag. That was just a riff. That was one of my cl- classic Moshe Kasher riffs. <laughs> so but, because the house is named Mildred, he wanted to put... So, so they have these uh, nautical signal flags, you know, and each each flag represents a letter that you can, when you're on a ship, you flash it and you can communicate with so ships like, next Like, I'm in distress. Or, exactly. Or like, hey, I'm friendly. Climb aboard. Yeah, or Pauline, whatever or Pauline, you like. sure. And so I there's a the M flag is a blue and white flag an X on a blue and, on a white flag a blue X on a white flag I thought perfect M for Mildred blue and white fits great put it up and uh, it fell apart so I needed to replace it so just this is the context wait so you, like a pr- professional person put it up right oh. a per, it wasn't me on the roof in at the apex of the roof it now has a billowing M to signify Mildred for all of the people that definitely know that the house is named Mildred. I love this. Okay, so what happens? So he keeps asking me if he can replace it, and I was like, no. And then I asked a few of my friends who are like worker, you know, like people who are construction people, and they're like, no, he it's shouldn't ba- do ba- that. Bad That's idea. Bad idea. And He's then gonna she's, fall. Then she pivots the questioning to. Do and then you- someone's like, oh my my dad's uh you know my dad's best friend just died falling off a roof, and he's a roofer. Like there's like. And she Stories started, like that. And, and Natasha he, started and he, pivoting the questions, the questioning to, do you have life insurance? She was asking me. Well, and then, that's so why I, I told him, I forbade him to do it. And then one day he came back. And one day I just decided, you know what? She was busy doing something. And I was like, I really felt like I can do this. You know, like I really felt like. Because yeah. as, a, as, a, as a man like sure. me, who looks like me, kind of <laughs> a little beta, kind of a little bit hipstery. Listen. You, <laughs> you know. You take the moments of manhood when you can get them. Yeah. You know? So if if yeah. you can fix a thing, you put a little cock on something. Yeah. You feel like, yes. Yeah. I no longer have a little cock. And I thought, I can do this. I can really, I can really do this. And she was writing and I just, I burst out one of the, uh, one of the uh, window, um, the, the screens and I climbed onto, I flipped around onto, it's kind of the. The, ape, the the beginning of a, a very crumbly gravel, high pitched roof area, and I immediately knew I had made a mistake. Like Ooh. the moment I got out there, I was sort of scrumbling around, and scrumbling is a it word was for very sure. Very steep. Yeah, and I was like, I've made a mistake, but I can't give up. I always want to just get to the end of the story. Oh, get to the end of the story. Stop. So the end of the story is why? That- why is that? Uh. Because I don't know. I love this. I love this <laughs> dynamic right now. This is so like wonderfully classic. It's like, <laughs> honey, you might be boring people. And <laughs> but the truth is, is that he's not because he might fall off the roof after putting up what may or may okay, not you be a nautical or win. a Nazi flag. Okay. But go on, please, Natasha. To Natasha. So maybe I was boring you I after guess all. I don't you, you chose. <laughs> Listen. I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm still feeling the whole thing. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. How? Okay, so I'll, I'll keep going. You tell me when you get bored, okay. tap out. All right. I scramble up to the top of the first peak. So the house has like two big peak, big sort of 
you know, mountainous peaks and I burst up the, the hill, even though I'm like scared and I'm kind of scrambled, like a little bit falling down, I get to the top and I straddle it with my legs, right? Do you, do you see it? It's oh, like yes, a, I do. Yes, you can see my legs up there with a house beneath me. And I'm, I go. And do you have a flag in your hand? In my pocket, I have a flag. <laughs> I'm wearing no socks. Uh, I'm in, I'm in sweatpants. I didn't plan for this, and I what I have to do to get to the so I have to get to the end of the first peak, flip over to the second peak, and get to the end of that one, which is where the flagpole is. And there's right? no turning back at this point either. There's definitely turning back. At any point, I could have turned back. Oh, really? Yeah, I could have get abandoned, which I should have done the moment I put my foot on the on the roof. But I'm like, here's how I have to move because I can't just get up. I thought like a beetle. Similar. How does a beetle move to you? Well, you know. Just you know, scuttles along carefully. Yes. So yes. So a careful beetle. I was. I would put my two palms on top of. The, right now, the mic is between my between my chest and in, in the manner that you can imagine. And, and I'm. I have to kind of like you know put my hands down on the peak the the peak of the roof and pull myself along. I get to the end of the first peak. I look down. My hands are bleeding. They are openly <laughs> bleeding. They are just. I've, Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. <laughs> what kind of t- Tile is on the roof. It's like hot, crumbly, it, right, right, right. Rocky. So it's not like Spanish tile where you're breaking every tile. No, that would be funny if it was cracking beneath me. It's more of a soft tar with rock pebble sure, on sure, top, sure, and sure. there's pebbles in the in the wound. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I can see the flagpole now. I'm at the end of the first peak, and the flagpole's there. I'm already bleeding. I'm like, I gotta make it to the. I just have to get to the end. So I, I I flip over to the second peak and I'm I'm pulling myself along and I get to the second to the flagpole and I'm now sixty feet in the air or is that right? But I, I seems like you're two hundred two hundred and fifty feet in <laughs> yeah. the I'm seven hundred and eighty feet in the air and I'm not going to replace the flag. I know that immediately upon looking over the the the, the peak I'm like There's, I'm I'm going back if I can live I will never I will say thank you Lord. The, beneath my legs are my daughter, my two-month-old daughter, my wife, everything I've ever cared about, my my pl- PlayStation 4, everything I've ever cared about is beneath my legs, and I don't know that I can make <laughs> that I can make it back. And I'm like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever done it, by a long shot. And I, I, my hands are bloody. I don't know if I can physically make it back. I grab the old tattered flag, and I put it <laughs> on the peak. and to, to I turn around immediately. I'm just like, I can't do this. Question? I'm just thinking, like, dude, this is like fucking Iwo Jima. Yes, it's exactly this is like the stakes are analogous to Iwo Jima. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyway, go on. So I grab the old tattered flag and I'm putting it as like a, it's almost like a bandage. Like now I'm still scuttling back. Now I'm just like, all I want to do is get back into the house. If I can get back into the house, you know, I'll never do anything stupid again. I'm pushing myself along. There's a man working on the roof next door and I'm, I hide from him. I like try to, I cower because I don't want him to look over and go like, you know, kiss Esto. Like, what are you doing? And I, I just don't want to explain. Like, I'm having an existential slash male. I have a lot of. I just had a daughter. I'm feeling older a bit, so I thought I would. I don't. Want I want my house to be a boat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a maritime. Th- Mildred is the woman that built the home. He uh, does want the house to be a boat, though. That kind is of. true. 
So I, I get to the second peak, and this is the scariest part. When I'm when it's time to go from the peak where the flagpole is back to the original peak, I have to kind of do a pummel, like a, a, a gymnast kind of pummel move, where I put my hands up on the first peak and flop my my legs over. It's the biggest move of Jeez, the, of the oh entire God. thing. Wow. And I'm scra- I'm like falling down a bit, and I'm shaking with adrenaline and stuff. And I and I scrape myself. But I'm, blood is coming down my hands. I scrape myself down to the original, like where the window was, and I kind of slide my butt down, and I flip into the house, safe, alive. I love the idea of you flipping into the house. When he was pitching it to me, it was such a stupid idea. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to go through that top window and then just kind of like flip around. Like he had it in his head that it was like... I did think it was going to be easy. I will say that. (laughs) And and I would always be like, can you show me again what the plan is? And he would be like, yeah, I'm just going to kind of flip over there. And I'm like, how are you going to flip? Didn't make any sense. So I get in and I go, there are moments in a man's life and probably a woman's life too, where it's like there are milestones of adulthood. Right, you know where right. you burst through like right. like they they say when you lose your father a man a boy becomes a man sure, and i've sure. lost my father and that wasn't even close to the kind of cathartic experience <laughs> yeah. is that, that true was it really that cathartic for you well i was doing a huge like i was doing bloody, a, losing your father i was doing a joke about yeah my father's alive and well no he's dead he's very much dead he's super dead no but no but he's i was dead for 20 I, I was doing a joke about about that it was as equal but it was a big moment of adulthood it was like i'm not making a joke about that it felt like i had passed the final milestone where i was like i am truly a grown man now i will never do anything like this again and i will not tell my wife about this but then i just I had wounds on my I was hands. Like, where have you been? I know, and that's what I was thinking that like Natasha could come in as like sexy nurse, and she's like, <laughs> "Thank you so much for putting that flag up. You're so brave." That I'm was definitely not the vibe. Is that what he wanted? Born <laughs> so on your hands. Oh my god! I feel like a, a failure you. as a wife because that would have been so great to just be like, "You're so brave." Well, then you make fun of him later. She but. definitely made fun of me a lot. I will say this: it's very funny. I have I had big wounds on my hands. She was the vibe was not. I'm a sexy nurse. I mean, it was, it was your, recent. It was like you can yeah, still you can see still the kind circles. of see. Yeah, you can kind of. But the, the definitely the vibe was you're a fucking idiot. Not I'm a sexy nurse. And uh, well, also I like just had I have a newborn. Yeah, you know? I also and there have was a newborn. No reason to like risk your life. <laughs> definitely not. No reason. Yeah, that is true. It was and the, like I have like a problem with like I definitely don't want to be a single mom. For sure. Yeah. No, it I have. Seemed a, really stupid. It was really stupid. But I. <laughs> I will say the funny one of the funny parts was the day that it happened. I'm a, I'm a Jew, big old Jew. Easter Sunday, and I come in with two palm bloody palm <laughs> wounds on my hands. <laughs> so anyway, wow. Are you glad he did the whole oh, story? My point is, I was incapable. <laughs> no, no, no. There's four more stanzas. The point is. I was not capable of keeping that secret even for a moment. Not not the least of which because I was bleeding. I, on the other hand, can keep a secret. Oh, you can? Yes. Okay, so I have all kinds of really fucking stupid theories. One of my theories was that it's not a great idea to date a stand-up. Oh, interesting. If you're a stand-up? If you're anybody. Because those are two different things. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm eating on the podcast. No, 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 no. I want to hear, That's though, everyone's like, worst how, nightmare. like, does it, uh, like... Well, the conventional wisdom is that stand-up comedians are self-obsessed, right? right. Really? More than actors? Well, that is, yeah, that's a great question. But I find if two self-obsessed people find each other, then they can accept each other's self-obsession, and then you can burst through to the the other side. Because I feel like, like Sim and I will, 
hurt each other's feelings, but our egos, some, they're so large that we don't actually get our feelings hurt. You're right. You're absolutely right about that. Don't you think? You can't defend me. No, I just told you like earlier that you have... I, mean, I don't want to offend our listeners, but I told you that you have some serious fucking mental problems and you just <laughs> laugh. But you, but you also said that you are the same and you feel like you yeah, also have... To, yeah, yeah, exactly. So don't yeah. just put, you know, throw so me I get, under the bus. So, is that, is so what's, that what's the dynamic here, though? Who, who it's is, fucked up. Okay. We've been friends for a long time, okay. Sim and I. Yeah. 18 years. Yeah. And Amy is Sim's wife and right. she's gloriously pregnant and powerful. Beautiful. I love and a pregnant lady. Uh-huh. What do you mean? I love a pregnant lady. What like? What do you mean? You, what do I, What do you mean? What do I mean? I don't know, Natasha. Do you want to f- explore this? Yeah, uh, we've explored it together. We go to Vegas and we hire one at, like every every Christmas. <laughs> uh, he doesn't seem like he has a big ego. Oh, he totally does. Oh my god, he's Thank so arrogant. Thank you for arrogant. saying that, Natasha. I really appreciate. Oh that. my god, he's so arrogant. That's the deception, though. He's like, I, really I went to USC. That's, you know, really? That's yeah. why I went to go because I went to USC? I didn't know. I went to UCSB. Totally different vibe. <laughs> Strongly different vibe. Yeah. <laughs> but do you guys have like advice for dating people in the same profession? Well, the good thing about dating people in the same profession is that they understand your lifestyle. And you have a lot to talk about and you can like make fun of all the same people. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And especially in stand-up comedy because... It's it's inexplicable to a non stand up comedian where you you like you go on the road to make money and then you come home and you're like okay and now I'm gonna go out locally for free it's like there's no civilian human being that would accept why would you accept that like I tried to picture the woman that would accept me doing that like I just got off the road where I did stand up comedy for the rent and now I'm gonna go to the club and do it for absolutely no money just to like have camaraderie just for the high which is the fucked up thing about what you guys do but it's not always for the high either you're also developing material that is part of it too so there's well I'm just thinking because I do think there are type there are comics who like want to stay on stage for like two hours and there's people who like 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 how I wanted to make his his story shorter (laughs) I like I like things to be brief (laughs) <laughs> that's why and fun that's why we got married actually i was the briefest man she ever met but there's something to that like i just want to you know come say hi and then i don't like need it like i don't think i'll die if i maybe i would i i do it on purpose i at this point in in stand-up we've both been doing comedy about what 16 17 years mm-hmm. and at this point i would al- almost always prefer to stay home and I won't. Let, my brain won't let myself do that. I'll call in my avails to the clubs because I'm like, if I allow that that part of me to grow, it will just grow forever, and I'll never do stand up again. So I just call in all the time and force myself on. Every time I'm on stage, I enjoy it, but it's you the drive you, over. You let that part of you that that wants to stay home grow because yes. I've definitely let that grow. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's really hard to get out. Yeah, it's grown so much. It's actually a human being, and she's right now in a bassinet with a nanny. Have you guys felt ever the low of feeling like I'm not connecting with the audience? Or... Oh, you mean like bombing? Yeah. No, I've never. That's my no, delicate way no, of putting it. Never had that. Uh, never you had that? I've never had of that. Of course, no. we both have. No, but, but doesn't that like? Of course. But doesn't that? Uh, I want to ask you a little bit more about that. But doesn't it make when you succeed? Of course, like this feels amazing. There's an interesting thing that happens with. T- tell me if you think this is true, Natasha. That happens with bombing. Uh, after a while, after you do your like Gladwell-esque 10,000 hours, bombing becomes different. Like a bomb for us at this, like a true bomb, it has been a, a long time. But like, what's fun is is like 
you'll if you notice that the audience is not into you and they've been into everyone else and then you start getting in your head then you can be like wait how could i like win them over right that's and fun. so then the pivot mid right. like you just try to connect or you admit it's going bad and then you just talk to one person and then you say it's going bad again and then you just kind of like right. dig this thing that you try to get out of and sometimes with your energy because usually why you're bombing is like your energy's off I think that's true. Oh, interesting. I admire it in a way that you blame yourself, Natasha, because I would think, I don't know. I don't know what I would be if I would I be like, fuck the audience. Well, like, no, but that there that is shows my insecurity. No, but no, fuck the audience myself. is real. You get out and the audience sucks. And then you immediately, especially if you're a comedian like me, who really I feed off the audience. That's a big part of my performance. If the audience sucks and then my reaction is to retreat inward uh, or retreat to like, standard you know just wrote recitation of the jokes because i'm not able to pivot in that terrible suckness of the audience that's then that's the the problem is me right the, you know what i'm saying is like if if they're bad and you then what natasha's talking about you find a, a bad crowd and you find a trick you do some magic trick where you can make them good that's a real that's the most powerful experience as a stand-up but also like what i was saying it just is your inclination as a person do you blame yourself? Do you blame like there's comedians who like will kill and think they do bad or there's comedians that like always bomb and think they're great. <laughs> like there's like a perception with comedians. Oh. Like you know it's like they're they're tone deaf to their like I always think I, I didn't do very well. You know and I I mean I have like I just I'm very hard on myself and yeah. I think some people are like the opposite. Yeah, and yeah. it just uh But I will say this like we have a lot of the greatest comedians in the world are some of our dearest friends and they're fine to watch b- kill. I mean, but it that's like to me as a comedian that's been doing it for so long like I've seen killing so many times. I love nothing more than to watch a, f- a profoundly wonderful comedian eat shit. Like there is no better there is nothing better. Well, it's just funny. It's just the best <laughs> to watch a great comedian bomb, then you see how funny they are. But it doesn't happen very often and it kind of happens more with like alternative friends who like might put themselves in a weird situation it's rare but it's cool to watch because you can see like oh wow you, people who can bomb funny for the back of the room that's that's a great comedian to me <laughs> that's amazing have you ever tried stand-up fuck no i ended up in comedy by total fucking fluke and i, I didn't then i couldn't get out of it well, do you I think guess. you were gonna be a dramatic actor Is oh, that, yes. was that the idea? Oh, well i didn't think it was gonna actually make it as an actor you know, that's me being humble. Uh-huh. But, uh, but I, um, she just showed us a headshot. Wow. It's crazy. Weird. But no, I, I thought my first job in LA was scary movie. And I thought, Oh fuck, I'm going to get fired. There's no fucking way I can do any of this. And my call, I called my college room and she was like, Oh yeah. Oh my God, Anna, you can't do that. You're not funny. I was like, I know, I know. But, but that's how, I mean, but you happen to have a talent for it and it just sort of found you. Well, Thank you, Natasha. It's true. I really appreciate that. But I, I think that it was the reason why I don't like to watch a lot of what I do is because I realize that I make really fucking like ridiculous faces and I don't know it. Whatever. Those faces pay the bills. I think a lot of times you kind of discover, you know, in your even in your 30s, like what you are good at. You know, I don't think it's always like, you know, from the moment you're 12, you know exactly that you're going to do comedy. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely given me a lot of reward. I used to want to do soap operas. 
I was like, I want to be an actress. I want to act in Burger King commercials and be in soap <laughs> operas. I wanted to do anything, you know? I never thought I was going to be in Hollywood ever, ever, ever. There's never So then what idea. drove you guys like here? Like what, like what was the, what was she the took moment? She lift and I drove myself. Good, yeah. good, good, good. And we, we got into separately. a fight about it. We did actually. <laughs> Wait, yeah. can I just tell you one thing about what you were saying? Yes, please. Um, I read somewhere that, is it Reese Witherspoon that was in Freeway? Yeah. So I read that she thought it was a drama. She was young. And then when she sat in the in the theater at the premiere, she didn't understand why like it was edited for like why was everyone laughing? She thought it was like this really serious thing. But you know, then it, you just sort of figure oh, it out. I embarrassingly, I called my parents during the filming of the first scary movie, and I, I remember telling them like, yeah, you know, it's 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 funny, it's kind of raunchy, but um, but there's also some really like scary scary moments. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of like a scary what? movie. <laughs> Some really scary yeah. moments. Yeah. Yeah, what a fucking ding-dong I am. Hey, you guys, can we play a game? Yeah. Okay. Natasha, you're going to go first. We're going to do deal breakers. Natasha? Yes. First deal breaker goes to you, but you have to imagine that you're single, and I know that you're both sitting on a furry beanbag. Unimaginable for me. In, I just I can't like, even picture in, it. In like with in a room that's unfurnished, uh, in a mattress on the floor. There's Celeste pizza kind on of, the ground. There's grapes. There, yes, isn't that appetizing? <laughs> Wouldn't you like a paper towel and a half? I'm gonna eat pizza? one when Mo- when Moshe answers his okay. question. Okay. Okay. Uh, First one's for you, Natasha. He sleeps with his eyes open. <laughs> How's uh, that a deal breaker? That's a psychotic person. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. Deal breaker. Why? Because um, it seems like it's, it's, a, it's a symptom of a deeper problem that I don't want to deal with. Okay. All right. All right. I want someone healthy and fun who doesn't sleep with their eyes open. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I just do. One time on a camping trip, I found my best friend um, asleep with her eyes open. And it was, it was terrifying. But did she do it every time? Well, I didn't like sneak up on her every, I mean, maybe I did. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, our baby sleeps with her eyes open and it's not a deal breaker. She sleeps with her eyes open and a knife in her hand. (laughs) It's a little bit weird. Natasha does like, well. I can't you've tell. You've got to go get her. Yeah, a real go get her. She's going to be in Scary Movie nineteen. She's going to be the plot of Scary Movie nineteen. All right, Mo- Moshe. Yes. Uh, she has a tattoo of Warren Buffett on her left breast. Oh, that's not a deal breaker at all. I'm really? Jewish. I'm Jewish. I love a woman that cares about investments. I'm in. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. I read he doesn't give his um, daughter any money. I like that about him, actually. He's given them actually enough money to I'm be sure, rich for the rest yes, of their lives. Exactly. Just not all the right. Buffett money. Right. Oh, that's not true. She guys, has, I'm sure she's set up. Really? Um, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. You guys have a daughter, right? We have a daughter. Okay, I can't wait in like 15 years from now to play this back for her. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, ribald and risque uh, content to play back for her when she's 15. She's going to have a reckoning in a few years. <laughs> Natasha. He sings Journeys Don't Stop Believing when he orgasms. Okay, I was wondering, I was, ever? Just at karaoke, it's a deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely when he orgasms would be a deal breaker. 
Oh my God, that's my father. <laughs> Wait, can you put it on speaker? Answer it. Put it on no, speaker. no, no. Oh. Please, I want to see how. Oh, he's so sweet and he's so annoyed with me because I haven't been calling him back. I'm so sorry. I can it's tell you he... were raised well. I want to hear a conversation with really? like a healthy... You can tell I was raised well? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Natasha, deal breaker. Well, you might be the first person to say that. <laughs> Natasha, deal breaker. She was raised well. <laughs> it seemed like you had a happy childhood. I did. I'm, I'm really close with my parents. That's I just, cool. I just, you Are you know. an only child? No, I have an older brother, but you know, I'm still, you know, whatever, a fucking actor, mess, whatever. Uh, she pronounces your name, Moshe, this is for you. Okay. She pronounces your name as Moesha. That's a, a, a hard deal breaker and not, not even a joke. Like I have experienced this in my real life and I, will, I have a, an actual set of rules when people think they're funny to call me Moesha. I say, uh, you have three Moeshas in our relationship. And you can call me that three times, and at the end of the third, we, I, cease I, contact, I cease contact with you, and we'll never speak again. I've done it before, and I, I remember, used all three. I remember I was in the Tel Aviv Opera once when a woman, when a girl said to me, she did the third Moesha, and I said, "We're done," and I've never spoken to her since. Moshe, you went to an opera in Tel Aviv. I did. Don't it, buy it. It was not good. <laughs> well, here's one thing. Oh, I, sorry. I no, forgot. we I forgot no. we were playing a game. I was going to tell you an anecdote. Yeah, no, tell me. Because isn't me. this about relationships? Yes, of course. Well, because Moshe made it seem to me like when he first came over for our first date, he brought over an Igmar Bergman film. <laughs> and so I thought, oh, he's like really into like. Uh, it's called the hipster bait and switch <laughs> right there. Uh, <laughs> leg back, on the house. And, tell, him what, uh, tell him what the second, tell him what the second movie was. Rambo? Rambo First Blood. Oh, so my it's like, God. <laughs> but that's like double downing. <laughs> but Rambo's okay, but. You can but, do it all. And I fuck and, you. And then he stopped playing video games for two years until I decided to marry him. Yeah, that's, I did not stop playing video games. Or I didn't know about it. Yeah, I kept them from you, maybe. Ooh. That I could keep from her. All right. But I'm just waiting. No, I'm just saying. So you at the opera sounds really funny to me. It was, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a. That thing. sounds like courting Moshe. No, no, I, that was rejecting Moshe because you called me Moesha. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Okay, Natasha. Yes. Next one. Uh, he's a conicologist. Conicologist. Colonicologist. Fuck this you, from Sim. The, I don't yeah. even know that was a no, word no, until earlier true. today. I know, I know. Wait, will you say it again? I think it's a colonicologist, right, Cassie? He Sorry, works on Sam, colon. colons. 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 Yes. Well, he, puts well, on, he puts up freeway colons. No, you <laughs> say col- col- cola He gives colonics for a living. Gives right. colonics. Um, sure, I could accept that. 
sounds like we'd have a nice lifestyle. We'd probably go to France a few times a year. Yeah. I'm into it. Well, but you know what? This is like deep in the valley. Kind oh, it's of in the cool. valley. Oh, oh. I did, you didn't say that. For no, God's sake. I'll never live in the valley. All right. You could have said he's a, see, he's a no, his movie star and he lives just in. He's a movie star. He lives in the valley. <laughs> <practice>. Deal breaker. <laughs> We're out. His practice. And he's not actually a doctor. He just, you know, squirts. <laughs> squirts. Worm. That's liquid a, up. That's a no. Deal breaker. Yes, that's a deal breaker. Because of the valley. The the valley and that he works for free. He doesn't work for free. He's not a doctor. It's just that he's not a doctor, but he does help a lot of people in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like a nurse kind of or something. He's like that guy in Dear John. Sure. Okay. Um, I'll give him a shot. He can have two dates. All right. Yeah. We'll see two where dates, it goes. He, two dates, he, three colonics. It's like a Price is Right <laughs> vacation. <laughs> Um, she, uh, this is for you, Moshe. Uh, yes. She was in a cult. Oh, come on! I, you can not, excuse that. Yeah, that's not a deal breaker for me. That's no. cool. No, I was. You guys are developing a pattern here, by what, the way. What is the pattern? <laughs> well, I think. Well, we'll examine it later. Okay, great. No, tell us. Well, the pattern is is that Natasha is shutting everything down. <laughs> well, that's why I feel so I feel so grateful to be with her because she shuts it all down. I will accept anything, anything, no standards, zero below, no standards. Well, you know? I mean, that's how he, you you would always date anyone, right? I. It's not that I would date anyone. It's that I would sleep with anyone who was willing. That was my my one criteria was, are you willing and interested? Great. It, uh, so there were some beauties and there were some, some sh- there were some other situations. And then I found my lady love. <laughs> All right. That was All a, right. Nice, a nice, hard, awkward silence. I can't even silence. believe that you didn't inquire about the what kind of cult though oh which i hadn't really thought about but the thing is you said she was in a cult right. and i can forgive anyone anything for being in the past yes. as long as it's not informing our relationship now i don't care what you've done in your past i don't care at all all right all right all right clocking that <laughs> clocking that yeah what was the cult i don't know blue listen, oyster listen uh we'll we'll figure this out okay. later um, okay, so he, uh, Natasha, this is for you. He suffers from anatophobia, the fear that somewhere, somehow, a duck is watching you. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. He's afraid there's a duck watching him. But just every once in a while, there's like night terrors. Well, we live on a pond, so that would be very <laughs> difficult for her. Uh, again, I'm not up for it. It's a deal Damn. breaker. Yeah, she, she's got Damn. like a paper, paper thin deal breaker. Woo. If I get a bad cold, she starts packing up the car. <laughs> Moshe? Yes. She has a small succulent on her bedside table. Instead of watering, she pees on it. Oh, that is a deal breaker. That, yeah, that, I won't accept that. No, that's, I don't care about the peeing on it. It's like, why is she doing that? First of all, it's a succulent, so it's a cactus? Yeah. How is she getting that close with her, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's going on there? Oh, yeah. Well, no, she hovers. She but hovers over a cactus also, and pisses on it. Also, she takes incredible vitamins. Okay. The rationale is that, you know, it's like providing nutrients. Oh, she's like a hippie woo-woo person that's like, oh, this is actually somehow... She's a woo-woo. This is better for the cactus if I piss on it. Yeah. Um, what's she look like? Oh, yeah, she's pretty cute. Yeah. Pretty cute? She, but listen, she's, she's... Yeah, let's say she's smoking. Is she a Silver Lake 10? <laughs> a Silver Lake 10? Please don't yeah. ever say that again. Yeah. That, um, that actually, him saying that's a deal breaker. For oh, me. you're out. Wow. We just got divorced. <laughs> I don't know. That's a little crazy for me, but you know what? I'll accept it. Fine. If I love her, I'll, I'll stick with it. She pisses on it. All right, whatever. I'm in. All right. 
Natasha, uh, he calls his mommy. Wait. He's, sorry, he calls his mom mommy. I was going to say, I mean, I, I do call my mommy. I love her. But <laughs> but he calls his mom mommy. He's very close with his mom, so we're almost there anyway. I don't call her mommy. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that I would, if, if he, if you did, knowing how you love your mom, I'd be okay with it. Okay. So like, that's, that's not a deal breaker. Mommy... I oh. don't know what well, detergent to use. He could say it like once a month. <laughs> hey, mommy. <laughs> Hello, mommy. It's February 4th, so you know what day it is. It's mommy day. Well, his his mom's deaf, so they sign. So I, I guess if he was called... Is there a different sign for mom and mommy? No, there's not. So... No. I'm good. I'm in. I'm just under the wire. Wait, wait. You... Wait. This is not your question. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm going to say... I'm going to let this one slide. Okay. Just right. because men who love their moms, they're usually good boyfriends. What if he's like, it's so it's like you guys have slept together and it's like, I don't know, 7.39 a.m., right? And the phone rings and he, you see him like pick up his phone and he like walks to the bathroom. He's like, hey, mommy, what's up? <laughs> Very specific. Um, you know, I don't know if I could deal with that. Mommy, and Wait, you, hear, you, you, you hear him say like, mommy, I got this super hot chick over. Yeah, she's really funny. Nah, yeah, yeah, no, I'm gonna make her an ego. <laughs> yeah, just like you told me, mommy. <laughs> um, it's bordering. It's it's definitely on the borderline. <laughs> it's so funny, Natasha, that this is the one that you are like okay with. Well, I didn't know how often he was gonna say it. I guess uh, all the time. Yeah, I'm but, sorry. But listen, that might be a deal breaker. For me, it isn't. I I would. You were just it, roasting me because it was. I, I listen. I try to make these things challenging, but uh, I don't know. I think. All right. So for you, it isn't. Well, I, I think eventually, if I got the courage, if I liked him enough, I would be like. Um, so it's a, that's funny that you call your mom mommy. Does everyone in your family do you like this? Other siblings call your mom mommy too. And um, how about this? He like, calls his mom I, Barbara, but he calls you mommy. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get to there. Okay, great. Wait, right. so Anna, would you would you try to convince him to stop doing it? No, Is that your approach? No, 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 no. It would just be it would just be maybe. a feel it out situation. I'm I may seem like I'm an incredibly strong, empowered woman, but truthfully, no, I'm needy, and I just want to please, and I want people to like me. So your parents loved you too much for you to. Be a stand-up comedian, and I guess so. <laughs> want to hey. bomb on stage every night. We like you, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings us to our next deal breaker. Uh, she calls her dad "daddy." And this one's for you, Marsha. Oh, tell your story. <laughs> well, there was one. You love your stories. There... <laughs> Do you want to just tell the punchline without context? <laughs> Seems to be the way you like storytelling. Hi, this is the moth, and I never saw men in the same way again. Thank you. Good night. I bombed on the moth. I'm really bad at stories. I bet you did. I'm not good at them. I don't know how to do it. And that was the last time I prayed. Wait, what happened? That's it. Good night. Thank you. Um, I did once. This is. Can I? Is this a dirty or or clean? Dirty. Okay. I did once go on a date with a woman, and she was like, we mentioned her father, and she was like, my father died when i was 14 the piece of shit i wish he died when i was 12 and i was like oh my god like that was the beginning of the date 
and I was like, okay. And then we went out to eat. And then later that night, we did have sex. And she was literally talking to me, literally in bed with me going, Daddy, daddy, <laughs> like a Muppet baby. And I am up. I am up. I was like, could you hide your psychological ish disorder like one layer beneath the subconscious? Like, I can't have a one to one. I know exactly what this is. I'm a very open, like, sexually person. That's the only time I've ever told a person, hey, you gotta dial it back on the role play thing. It's not working for me. Like, we gotta go. go like adult. a Muppet baby. Straight up. Like a different voice. <laughs> Like it was crazy. <laughs> I feel like you're making it more guttural than she. She probably was like trying to be a little more sexy. No, it was like oh, it was daddy like that. <laughs> oh, that's good, Natasha. It was so. He's doing it like. Wait, 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 wait. Daddy. Hold on, hold on. Do it again. Daddy, don't die. No, no. not right now. No, no, no. daddy. Oh, what daddy. you're doing right now is daddy. sexual. What you're doing right now daddy, sounds sexual. No. I like it. I, I'm interested. Natasha I'm aroused. Natasha and I are gonna have a daddy off. A daddy off. Um, <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> Daddy. Daddy. No, it was more like. <laughs> I want blues clues. <laughs> that's what it was like. It was so creepy. This was... is what Moshe's. That's the only people, kinds of people he dated before he met me. <laughs> <laughs> there was some wild nights. But I did. I said to her, I go, I felt bad because I was like, I don't want to like. I know that being intimate with a person is like a very vulnerable situation for a person. And I didn't want to like, like it wasn't for you. <laughs> I just didn't know what to do. It was really it was it was not working for me. That's why I don't like casual sex. I don't want that thrown on me. No, <laughs> I want to like know someone and know they're not going to do something like that when I'm naked. Well, yeah, when but- somebody is like entering your body yeah and then they just start it's like i don't you know it's maybe it's a little different for you know the i was sweet about it i wasn't like hey stop it with the dude daddy you dumbass i was not nice. yeah, i bet you were just like oh i'm about to come shut like, up don't bitch. stop <laughs> believing <laughs> daddy <laughs> oh god <laughs> So is it a deal breaker, Mush? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a yes. Because yeah, I think sure. you were probably, I think she was embarrassed by it, right? No. Like if you're having sex with someone and you start doing that, because some guys do think baby talk is sexy. Oh, so, I think she was proud. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, yeah. Natasha, but don't you think? Like, you think I she think was she, proud? Listen, yeah. if she'd given me the baby talk without the, I wish my dad had died when I was oh, 12, I <laughs> maybe could have rolled with it a little better, but it was just like, uh, I see what's happening here and I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, Natasha. Uh, he has his high school soccer trophies in his room. Oh my God. We're not. No, that's not. That's a deal breaker. I don't even care if he's like. But so he was cool. like a forward. You okay. Know? You know what? If he was doing it, ironically, I would. Because that's kind of funny. I think it's pretty kind of funny. I don't know. But I if he it... was seriously proud of being a soccer star when he was at <laughs> AYSO and on Child Childhood, like AYSO, <laughs> my brothers were in that. <laughs> Um, okay Uh, Moshe on the second date you both go back to her house and she has candles lit everywhere not to set the mood but because she doesn't have electricity oh she's like broke (laughs) that's interesting I'm more concerned that they're already lit from a fire safety perspective Uh, but no I think I would be able to get down with that I'm in you definitely would yeah I kind of like a little Uh, bit of a mess okay but here's a here's another twist Uh, she believes that electricity causes cancer I'm out I'm out (laughs) go piss on a cactus you crazy motherfucker I'm gone 
Moshe hates like woo woo anything, you know. Although I've gone to Burning Man for 18 years in a row, gemstones. I don't know why. Gemstones. I do like it, but I also hate essential it. oils. I, I do. I love it. Meditation. And hate it. I don't. Lo- I don't mind meditation. I'll tell you a funny story. Actually, this you could sell. Maybe do you, you have could, 20 minutes? Oh my god. <laughs> I have a friend who does transcendental meditation, and we drive over here to surf together. Sometimes we drive to the west side from the east side, and he's twice now done this thing where about ten minutes into the drive, he's like, "Okay, you want to put a podcast on or something?" Because I'm going to do twenty minutes of meditation while I'm driving. That's like un- that's etiquette wise, like truly unacceptable, right? He's going to meditate in the car while I drive in silence. I, but wait, not, not silence because he wants to put a podcast on. What, he's allowing me that so that I'm not like furious. Does he want you to use headphones? This no. is the first I'm hearing of this. No. It's, it sounds yeah, no. like you might need an audience. And No, I just, when I'm driving with a friend, he's got to like. <laughs> Listen, I need an audience too. But it's not but No, attention. that's rude. I think that's rude. You, would you be down with that? No, okay, but, gonna, but it sounds like you like this person. I mean, I mean, you I drive did. from the east side to the west side. <laughs> well, he likes <laughs> to, to go surf. Surfing. Oh, okay. All right, all right. I wouldn't. Li- I wouldn't be crazy about that. It's that, rude. W- that would be weird. Yeah. And also, I'm suspicious of, and it's because it makes me vulnerable. The idea of meditation it makes me feel like when people talk about it, my friends that are into it. Not that I have any friends, but I've heard about it. Uh, friends and meditation. We're your friends, mommy. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Daddy. <laughs> oh, daddy. Ha- stop daddy. It. You have to stop it. Oh, You've got to stop it right now. This isn't what. <laughs> oh, daddy. Let's daddy, surf. Wait. Yeah, you- Come on, take a surfing. I bet you snowboard or ski too. I just um, climb roofs and surf. Ew. That's it. But do you like to rock climb? <laughs> what is this like the the horniest extreme sports girl ever? <laughs> I bet you read. I do read. <laughs> Ingmar Bergman. I watch oh. Ingmar Bergman exclusively. I'm sorry, I'm just the worst. But it sounds to me like Moshe, you have a higher acceptance. You know what I should say is that your threshold of getting laid seems. Just a little lower. You say higher acceptance. I say lower standards. It depends on your nomenclature. Well, listen. It sounds like your wife um, has thought a few more things through. I no, guess. I'm just not judgmental. I'm an open-minded person. Well, also, no? he's thinking of this. <laughs> not, he's thinking of these people for sex, right? I I'm was not thinking, thinking of anybody them. for anything. Yeah, for it's your game. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of marrying each of them. <laughs> That was what my answers were based on. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. So before we get to the call, let's quickly mention your special on Netflix, which is so funny. Daddy. Yes, 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 mommy. Will you tell us about your new stand-up special that you have with your wife? I absolutely will. It's called The Honeymoon Stand-Up Special, and it's streaming now on Netflix. It's a three-part stand-up comedy special where my lovely wife does a half an hour of stand-up, and she crushes. Then I do a half an hour of stand-up, and I crush it. <laughs> and then we come to the stage together. And, and we, we do-, do live relationship counseling. And I saw it, and it, you guys are fucking great. Thank you so much. It's, it's truly it's an honor to have you guys here. It's an honor and- to be here. I, people love that third part. 
part the most. I mean, I love our stand-up. I obviously like my own as well. But uh, that third part where we're together on stage, I think people just love. It's kind of like what you guys do. Like, it's this interaction between people that love each other and getting roasted. And it's really fun. But I think we're probably a little bit harsher than you guys. Because the whole thing, the episode is called The Couple's Roast. It's a three-part, three-episode special, which is the first time I think that's been done. And our episode is The Couple's Roast. So we're not even pretending to be sensitive. We're just, like, ripping it's couples to shreds. It's Thank absolutely so hysterical. Watch it on Netflix. It's streaming now. So we are going to get to calls right now, and you guys are going to be perfect with this. So we're going to call Carly first, and Carly is in Denver, and she's 24. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Is she waiting for a call? She is. And Laura, would you mind turn, turning the uh, computer around so we can... And maybe the volume, just a couple of things down. Down, yeah. Hello? Hey, Carly, it's Sim. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing really well. I'm going to introduce you to Anna. Hi, Carly. Hi. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe you guys chose my question. <laughs> this is crazy. I want to have Anna introduce our special guest to you. Uh, yes, we have Natasha Leggero. Is that right? Sure. <laughs> oh, my oh. God. Oh. I oh, literally knows. just watched the Netflix special last night. Well, well, well. We appreciate you watching. <laughs> That's crazy. And Masha Kosher. <laughs> you had it right. All this, this whole time you've been pronouncing my name correctly. Fuck. And then until... when, you, when the pressure was on... <laughs> That's when you fell apart. But listen, can you guys pronounce my name? Anna Ferris. Fuck you. Uh, I actually read an article on the way here that told me how to pronounce it. Uh, it's Moshe. Moshe Kasher. As you've been pronouncing perfectly Shit. correctly this entire time. I'm sorry. Hi, Carly. Sorry. Carly, did you like our special? <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. Oh my gosh, it was so funny. Okay, You're the good. best. What a great guest this is. I know, it's perfect. So Carly, tell us what's going on with your friend, and we're going to try and help you. Yeah, awesome. Um... So yeah, uh, we've been friends for uh, about 10 years now. Uh, we met in high school and, you know, even with like moving and moving for college and all that stuff, we stayed really close um, and I probably just get along with him better than pretty much anyone else I've ever met. Um, and there's definitely been feelings on both of our sides, but kind of just the timing has never matched up. Um, so now I'm just wondering, you know, I haven't really met anybody else I like better. It seems he hasn't either. Is it? kind of worth risking like our 10-year friendship to say something or can I take would this it be one? best to like preserve our current relationship you need to wait for him to to bring it up what no <laughs> definitely not that's what I Great. would do God, why good start <laughs> why 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 should she wait because I just think it would be better and I think you could just start like 
when you're around him, maybe being like a little flirty, maybe like touch him once in a while and see how he acts instead of you like, and then if he's like, hey, that's weird. And it's like, oh, sorry. Then it's like, instead of being like, listen, we need to talk. But wait, wait, wait. I think. Sorry. No, you Natasha. tell me. Well, my, my instincts might be off. Well, well Carly, so um, have you guys both in, uh, sorry, been in relationships since? Is he a player is what I'm asking. No, not like literally the opposite of that. I I dated someone super briefly, like a couple years ago, and like just I he was way into it more than I was, so kind of ended that. And um, actually, it was during that same time period, my friend went on like a couple dates with a girl, and then decided he didn't really like her. Um, but that's really been it for either of us, and neither of us have been in anything serious this like whole time. So you guys are kind of, like generally like you might describe yourselves as sort of like both a little bit reserved, not necessarily like the, um, an aggressor. Um, probably. I mean, I definitely have more dominant of a personality, I think. But oh, yeah. like when it comes to like guys, like I'm like literally the worst. <laughs> I like am. I never know what to do. I have a thought. Can I? May I? Yeah, of course. I disagree strongly with my wife. I think these kinds of situations, people get locked into a weird psychic like stalemate where both people want to say a thing, but they're so afraid of saying the thing that they... And it's like after 10 years, hasn't your friendship, doesn't it have enough structural integrity to be able to brave the rapids of somebody saying, I think I have feelings for you. Do you feel the same way? You know, M. Scott Peck says in The Road Less Traveled, uh, that all true love <laughs> takes courage. All right. <laughs> no, I'm serious though. Love takes courage, and it, ta- and it and you have to make you have to make a leap. And why not make a leap? Hold Be- on, I've, I have a good idea. Okay, Carly, it, what's he like? Is he shy? He's um, I would say shy when it comes to like these matters. Like, um, I'm sure like he's liked other people in the, like in, during this time. Just like I've had crushes here or there. Um, but he is like, is really like, won't talk about it really. Um, he's like a very, like probably one of the most mature, like responsible people I know, like overall, just like a really solid, really smart we guy. Get it. You, you're really um, in love with him, but is he, <laughs> but, <laughs> no, you're like, he has I so many great that. qualities. I'm very hesitant to say that. <laughs> but, but I guess my question is if his personality is like forward with women in general, then he, if he had feelings for you, I think he would be that way with you maybe. But if he's not, not and he's really yeah, shy. He's- that's not true. Really? Yeah, he's because definitely he's, not. Oh, well, he's not, so it doesn't even matter. He's, he's not, like, outgoing and gregarious with women. No. He's, he's like, outgoing in terms of, like, he, like, is good in, like, social situations, but not, like, I've never seen him be that way with a girl. Okay. Anna, what do you think? Um, I, well, do you guys live in the same city? We don't. We, like, that's kind of been one of, like, the issues for all of this is, like, we, you know, the timing is never matched up that we live in the same city um we currently live like about eight hours driving apart so that's another thing is you know is it worth to say something when we don't even live in the same city do you talk on the phone every day we talk quite a bit not so much lately because i just started a new job and he's uh in like his last like bit of grad school right now um but we talk quite a bit not necessarily every day during college we would talk almost every day what does he study in grad school uh, he's getting his PhD in uh, biomedical engineering. Uh, yes, you should tell him. Definitely tell him. Tell him. Oh, tell, yeah, him, yeah, tell, yeah, him yeah. tell him. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him. Totally. I I, I changed my Game mind changer. now. <laughs> I didn't realize. 
<laughs> you, yeah. My thought here is, what is the true risk of telling somebody you have feelings for them? You have an awkward friendship for the rest of your life. But it if you're eight be. hours away, no, 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 no. Like, here's the thing. I, I think that, um, I think that Carla, like, because there's always these elements of nostalgia that you have, especially if you're in a in a transitional time in your life where you look back on like, oh, what, like, that's the one that got away or what could that have been? And without actually it being completely practical uh, in any way. And so, and, and I'm not saying that it's it's not in your case at all, but I do think that that's something that, you know, maybe you think about. And I think that, um, I think uh, because we don't know him and sort of his, like the like level of ego, I feel like if he's getting his PhD, he might have a healthy ego because I <laughs> come from a fucking family, these people. But um, with PhD. Yeah, Natasha. <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm lusting after your good uh-huh. childhood. <laughs> I also like I don't think a group of people with PhDs has ever been referred to as these people before. <laughs> But um, so I I don't, you know, I I think that like I would love to say if he was in the same town and you guys had uh, an an environment to sort of nurture a a relationship, I would say yes, like send him a cute like a letter that said like you know I want to (laughs) fuck. What a lovely letter that was. Sorry, Carly. (laughs) But no, but but you know, like like a pile of biomedical (laughs) engineering equipment. I think that. um, This is. I don't know. Yeah, it is. Carly, how do you? Okay, Moshe, I'm I'm kind of with you on this. I've kind of kept quiet for a while right now, but I I really feel like. She should. She has to say something. There's no risk. Okay. There's absolutely no risk. But There's no it, but, risk. But what's the, the risk, risk is, what? is his heartbreak. So what? But also she the already has him. Are you willing to move to his city? Because the eight-hour drive seems inconvenient. I will. Here, I've got a, a classic Moshe story. I read that book, The Road Less Traveled, and that that line that real love always takes courage stuck out to me so much that I contacted a person who just I had this exact same situation where it was always, a, are we, aren't we? And I finally reached out to her and said, I want to I want to give it a try with you. And I'd never been successful in love. I've never had a relationship. And she rejected me. She said, no, I'm, you've, you've led me on for too long. I'm not interested anymore. And you guys but aren't friends anymore. And yet, I disinfected that part of my life such that the next serious relationship I had was you. And I married that person. And I had all of this, like, it wasn't that I, she was blocking me. It's that I'd never taken a moment of true courage in a, in a relation, dating milieu. When I did that, I was then ready to truly connect with someone. So even if this thing doesn't work out, the action is worth it. That's okay, we need advice. to cut that clip and play it for everyone. That was perfect. <laughs> it really is. It's true no, for me. It is. super solid. Oh, so I'm so no, glad yeah. he helped you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I still, I, I still, I don't know why. If my, my gut, I feel a little dubious about this guy. It'd be a fucking amazing move to find an appropriate way to say I've felt a deep connection. I don't know. I'm such a fucking. I don't know. Can, I don't can know I pitch something? Yes, please. I think Carly, it should be said in person. What do you think, Moshe? You, you said yours over email. That's kind of what my thought is too. Yeah. 
because then because it's like we have you known can, each other so long because there's a chance if you say it in email he thinks about it and could say yes and then it could not feel right you know because you guys are so far away like you have to i mean i maybe i'm too practical but i do think like <laughs> what are you what's your end game like are you going to move to where he well, is also in person could lead to like a weird because there is like a male female thing where it's like i have feelings for you and then he's like well i don't really have those feelings but i am a man so let's sleep together and then <laughs> now it's real awkward carly oh, that's, that's a really true. good point well just prepare yourself for that oh yeah, yeah for that being yeah. oh carly this is a tough one but do you think but carly i do think about though like the the initial idea of weighing sort of whatever fulfillment he actually gives you in terms of friendship and what nostalgia and sort of and and futurizing ideas could be mm-hmm. in your own brain um because because uh, an eight hour drive that's that's a long that's a long time and and I just I just don't want you to to confess your love and then feel completely exposed. Um, I don't know, Carly. I know this is a lot. I Are know, you okay I'm with sorry, this? Sorry, Carly. No, fuck. We're, she's getting all. We the, were all vague. She's got to examine all sides, yeah. and then you've got to make your own decision. Listen, listen to this back, and just play it a couple of times, and then I think that I mean I like Moshe's. I, I think we should go with Moshe's advice. Yes. Jump into the fire. Yes. Jump um, into the. But Anna, yeah, it's Anna true. Makes sense. It's Anna, true. But Anna, it's you like, make why perfect the fuck sense not? as well. It's, also, what uh, is heartbreak? Everybody experiences heartbreak. Because we're you get all over fucking it. old here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get over heartbreak. Heartbreak happens, and then you get over it, and then you're like, oh, okay, cool. I, yeah. I went through yeah. heartbreak. It's so easy for us to say that now. <laughs> right. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is pretty I'm awful right. when you're young. It is pretty awful when you're. You're at my fucking house. But I will. I will say, anytime I see, I meet a person that's like, I'm just so upset because I went through a breakup. I'm like, but they all break up unless the the one that doesn't, and then even that one sometimes breaks up. So it's what like, do you do for a living? I'm a stand. I'm a broken man. I'm a stand up comedian, and I sing karaoke. Uh, and I sing Journey in karaoke. <laughs> hey, Carly, thank you so much. Carly, please keep us posted. Yeah, no, thank you. And we guys. love you, and thank you so much for doing Good luck. this. So so appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you. Maybe you guys could watch the honeymoon special together, and then that could really <laughs> contextualize your relationship. Thank you. Thank Bye. you so much, Carly. I think it's one of those tough questions where we have only the basic amount of information. But everyone seemed to have an opinion. Oh, that's of why course. I thought- no, no, no. But but if we knew a little bit more who he was. Right. No, that makes perfect if sense. If he is a person who has, you know, whatever, like a lot of ladies. Right. If he whatever. was some bro, it'd be like, obviously, if he wanted to right. have sex with you, he would have had sex but with you. But she's in love right. with the guy. The end result should be the same. She should tell him. Yeah. I just think there's, I always think taking the risk is worth it, yes. even if it doesn't go your way. Although I will say on your behalf or on uh, counter to what you're saying, Mosh, you are the man. And it is kind of yes. traditionally your role yes to, but what does that mean yes. a woman can't take a, a big risk i just Why? think that men if they were interested you guys are so desperate and so no horny no no that if at you a 10 year at a 10 year friendship it's not about horniness anymore yes you're, you're, exactly it's not about like trying to get laid but neither at all. of them have girlfriends i know but you boyfriends. get scared you get scared you get locked into this pattern of being frightened i used to go on out with this girl i went on like 10 dates with her and i was a very sexually confident man and for some reason this girl i just could never get past the daddy once yeah it was not daddy that one was, but once the awkwardness was established it, it grew and grew and grew and i could never i never i never hooked up with her we just stopped seeing each other 
I don't know. I just don't want men and to... women are very different. That and... is a good point, and it's never been made before. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, We're gonna get feedback for I sure. I just think that I, I have a very old-fashioned view that women should be pursued. That is an insane thought. I know. I can't help it. I just why just because what they I think. have a vagina, they should be pursued. I don't know. It just feels right to me. Okay, fair I enough. can't help it. I, yeah, I hear you. I mean, it's probably wrong, and maybe my daughter won't be that way, and I hope she's maybe not. You know, I have girlfriends who are who've asked men out before. I just I just don't think I could do it. I, I'm coming off so progressive, but I did see a thing the other day where a woman did a proposal video to her boyfriend, and I was like, against my most like progressive nature, I was like, Ugh, come on, lady, don't <laughs> do that. I, I know, I know. Come I know. on, lady. <laughs> <laughs> it's embarrassing. With that kind of distance. I don't know. Would you propose to a man, Anna? I, I, do, I don't know. I, I'd have to be so confident, and I'd kind of have to not respect him. <laughs> oh, do you know that she proposed to me, by the way? That's, that's our meat cute. <laughs> but I'm old-fashioned. I, I... Of course, I want to be desired, but I also want to feel empowered. We're we're at this crazy gender, uh, like this this like I don't know the volcano right now of of identity and what our positions should be, or what we think they should be, or what our parents think they should be. And I think I, by letting the man be in charge, you, you get both. Because, that's a wait, nightmare. can I just finish? Can I just finish? Because then they think that they're like in charge, even though then you be a feminist and you make sure that your agenda what happens, if, even though they fall off the if fucking gay? roof. What if you're gay? <laughs> well, you know, it's it, whatever the dynamic is. But that's, that's, what if you're both the dynamic? I mean... This is straight, like... So there's probably feminine... But wait, wait, wait. Yeah, wait. So do you guys not... I mean, sure, like, you you guys must play into some degree of, like, traditional roles. She calls even me though- daddy. I mean, yes, that is true. <laughs> but I do think that it's, like... So, for instance, today, um, we had some people installing curtains, and I was playing this podcast that I really like, The Daily, and it's whatever a news newsy podcast and uh and it was about bill cosby getting convicted and i had this instinct of feeling like oh god i should turn this down like these worker guys who you know i'm making them lunch i'm making them you made the curtain installers lunch yes and and, but but and i had this weird feeling inside i'm a really nice person there are so many layers of gender roles happening in this story right now (laughs) like bill cosby getting uh getting convicted you making lunch for the curtain people podcast of like that's like about sort of you know the 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 women outside of the courtroom celebrating because of bill cosby and and i'm and it occurs to me like oh god this is this going to make them nervous because they turned their music down because they thought, oh, maybe we should let her like listen to our podcast. And I thought, God, I should turn mine down because this is kind of a gender sensitive issue. And then I thought, why the why why does that occur to me? Why is it had been why has it been like sort of instilled in me to be nervous about sort of listening to this commentary? Amen. It's like well, yeah, I, and he, I don't he know. Is. 
convicted of like horrifying sexual assault, and you're like, I want to protect these guys from have, getting upset about that. I know, that like I that. like I hope they, you know, they don't feel like they raped anybody. I and, hope they don't. And P.S. I don't, like, I don't want to be over. Pers- like not to be over prescriptive too, but like it does seem to me, and Natasha, I love you and I love your brain, but it does seem to me that there's some part of like the man is responsible for pursuing the woman always that that is connected to like yes, to Bill yeah. Cosby going, yeah, oh, right, I'm a pursuer. Right. I can pursue. I'm a famous pursuer, so I can make my own right. rules of pursuit. So we both we've all been playing into this these pillars, you know, whatever, like the like foundation, whatever the fuck we've been raised with. Um, yes, yeah. I and, think. and also on top of that, I think you have to go with like what your personality is. You that's know, true. like everyone's an individual and like I might feel uh, that's just out of my not, comfort zone to be at the airport and ask some dude out. But and therefore, for some people, and therefore they you should. really shouldn't. That, in a right, good way. Because in a it's, good not, way. it's yeah. not who I am. But like someone else that might be totally in their comfort zone. So I sh- it shouldn't be about gender. It should just be about like your personality maybe. Yeah, yeah. But I was annoyed with myself that I felt the... That, that I felt suddenly the desire insecure. to protect these men well <laughs> that I felt suddenly insecure about listening to uh, I don't know it was an odd really reaction and thanks I don't know if it's that interesting but thank no, you no it is actually I think they're like I said it's so layered yeah. it's like it's all connected to the and same and then I'm like here's like Pita and hummus and uh, you do you know, always feed people apple. who come to your house I, you fed well, us yeah, well we yeah I, I didn't ju- I know I, did, I didn't do the best job with you guys I'm but really it's sorry about that <laughs> well, <laughs> on the ground <laughs> right, Moshe you, you need to leave right? yeah I gotta right, go let's, let's I wish I could stay up. all day uh, listen, I love this listen, so much uh, thank you guys both so much for being here Thank you for having us. Thank what, a, what a fun, what a fun podcast! This was so much fun. Thank you so much. Thank you. Our pleasure. She's a